This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard Collective. Dot com, where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can find your collection. Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard. Not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? From your own face, typically. Now, you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well, but if you are a person who has great facial hair, Detroit Beer Collective is the one to help you out. I'll tell you what, I may not be able to grow facial hair, but I sure as hell can appreciate it. That's right. And you know what I can do? What? Spend money. That's right. You go on DetroitBeerCollective.com. If you spend $25 or more, you can use the offer code MCGAMING and get 20% off your order. That's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Uh, well, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. That's, That's okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beer Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro Podcast. This is Xander. And Craig WK. And we are here to talk to you about um, an affliction that we both have. We got the mania. We got the Sonic Mania. We totally have Sonic Mania. Uh, Sonic Mania, at the time of this recording, has been out for a little over a week. And we're not talking about that game because it's brand new. It's out of our... I mean, I guess we could do like we did with Shovel Knight and and eventually talk about it. But uh, instead, we realized, and by we, I mean I realized that when we did our Sonic the Hedgehog episode, we covered Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2, and we never did 3. 3's worth talking about. 3's got some things to talk about. It does. Uh, so that's what we're talking about today is the Sonic the Hedgehog 3, which came out, do you know when? I do know when. Uh, it was February 2nd of 1994. That's correct. And that was a holiday. Yeah. Hedgehog Day. Not Groundhog Day. Hedgehog Day. <laughs> Hedgehog Day. Yep. Uh, there were actually commercials of the people like looking to, uh, like looking to Puxatawney Phil, like, yeah, he, yeah. is he going to see a shadow? And like. A TV drops and it's like, don't worry about that because we got a we got Sonic the Hedgehog three is now available. <laughs> That's great. And they, they like look down and like, did you see your shadow? And this the the head uh, the groundhog's like all dazed and confused and goes Sega. <laughs> it's not a Sega commercial if they don't scream Sega yep. like that. Uh, yeah. So February second, nineteen ninety four. Um, I was a huge fan of Sonic the Hedgehog one and two. Yeah, My brother great. got a Sega Genesis, and it, it came with like a mail-in rebate thing or something where you got Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So we had those two games in columns, and that was my <laughs> so, that was my Sega Genesis collection for years. And I played the crap out of Sonic 2. Sonic 2 was a ton of fun. I, that was the one I played the most as yeah. well. I would argue it's probably, until Sonic Mania, the best. Probably, yeah. I, I agree. I think Sonic 2 was my favorite. I think Sonic 3 is a great game, but I do think that it has a few shortcomings, yeah. which we'll get to. Um, I remember uh, for, it was, I don't remember which birthday it was. It was probably uh, like somewhere between 14 and 18, mm-hmm. I think. 
you and I hit it, were friends at this time. Yeah. And uh, my mom decided that the Sega Genesis was hers, and she sold it in a garage sale. Like a monster. Um, my mother's a demon. Hey, don't say that. That's rude. Um, but uh, a friend of... Come on, headphones. A friend of mine had uh, decided, you know what? I'm going to get you a Sega Genesis. And that friend is you. It is. And it came with Sonic 2 uh-huh. and Sonic 1. A couple hand, a handful of other games. But Sonic 3, oddly enough, was omitted. It's because I did not have Sonic 3. I remember you saying, like, ah, I just don't like it that much. No, that's true. I, 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 I felt like at the time, especially at the time. Now, like when I came back to play it later, I, I did, you know, kind of pick up on the things that did right. But to me, it was frustrating because there were less levels. Yeah. And I didn't really feel like the levels were that much better. Like I didn't feel like 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 even though there was less, you would think like, oh, okay, well maybe the levels are so much better that that's why. Yeah. Or or maybe there's three X per level instead right. of two or whatever that like in Sonic uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. 2. Yeah, Sonic One went from three X yep. and, and the final one having a boss to two X in Sonic Two, except for Metropolis Zone, which had three. three. Yeah, and then this one went back to there just being six zones, and each one had two levels. But the interesting thing in this one is that there was a mini boss at the end of each level. That's true. There was a mini boss, and the levels themselves were larger. Apparently, yeah. they, they they really it was a very ambitious project, and uh, one of the reasons why Sonic Three feels a little you know cheap a little short until it wasn't complete no it wasn't sonic and knuckles was the the completion to the game basically yep they were uh, they started to, to kind of run out of time like oh we got we got to do something i mean yeah. they'd already they'd already delayed it once uh sonic uh, spinball was actually uh, was like rushed so they could have a sonic game come out in 93 oh so they 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 slapped that out there in order to just sort of get a sonic game on the market yep interesting um, and then Sonic 3, I remember seeing seeing a commercial for Sonic 3 when I was watching the Sonic the Hedgehog show, like cartoon show, <laughs> Yep. and being so excited. Like, I, it felt like it was coming out of left field. I was like, oh my God, we're getting Sonic 3. This is the best in the, in the world. Uh-huh. Like, it, it, I know it was like from 92 to 94, but it felt like years. Felt like forever, Years yeah. and years. <laughs> yeah. And I was so excited when I said, and I remember seeing, uh, like, there were, uh, uh, like giveaways on like fruit by the foot and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I wanted to get it so bad and McDonald's had toys for it. Like Sonic three was a big deal. It was, they, they really pushed it. Um, so yeah, it also was the game that introduced knuckles, uh-huh, knuckles yeah. the echidna Sonic's rival. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who has always been kind of like a friend slash enemy slash no one really knows what his allegiance is. He's Vegeta. He yeah. starts as a bad guy, he becomes a good guy, but he's still kind of a jerk. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is uh, the the in the, one of the instruction manuals, it mentions, like, the death egg from Sonic 2 had fallen. Yeah. And it scared Knuckles. He's like, I don't know what's happening here. And Robotnik's like, oh, no, 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 it's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm here to help. Don't worry. I'm going to help you out. And that's why uh, uh, I almost said Vegeta, <laughs> why Knuckles is initially antagonistic towards Sonic. Yeah. Um, is because he's he's been led astray by by Doctor Robotnik, um, and then there was like some other thing that retconned that. So you know, no one really knows why Knuckles is being a jerk to you. He's just a jerk. Yeah, that's so. It's uh, let's see. The Chaos Emeralds were gone after the uh, after the Death Egg crashed. He suddenly threw. Uh, hang on, let me back up. <laughs> Knuckles saw the Emeralds reverberating in midair, stunned, and he was suddenly threw uh, threw into the air before blacking out. 
When we woke up, the Chaos Emeralds are gone, but Knuckles also saw a huge egg in the distance. Surprised, he then recalled the legend of an ancient dragon sent to destroy the world and end times. Thinking this mysterious egg to be the dragon, he set out, uh, set out, and then a giant egg-shaped figure appeared out of nowhere, calling himself <laughs> Dr. Eggman, and explained to Knuckles that he had come here to study the giant egg, and that an evil hedgehog named Sonic was trying to uh, not only interfere with his research, but steal the Chaos Emeralds as well. Uh... Knuckles, duped by the doctor, ran off to find this miscreant. Eggman smiled to himself, pleased at his ability to lie. Yeah, that uh, that that sums it up. Uh, Knuckles, you know, tackles Sonic uh, at the start of the game, steals the emeralds from him, and yep. just jets out of there. Yep. Gives his little laugh and then rolls on. Yep. Um. So, do you remember the first time you played Sonic uh, the Hedgehog three? Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog three. Uh, it was kind of weird. I had a neighbor across the street who who moved away when i was pretty young uh he he and i got along okay you know not not great but you know we we were okay friends and he was a little spoiled like he i mean you know not that i wasn't a little spoiled as well right you know i I feel like almost any kid in middle class is you know fairly spoiled uh but no he he had sonic 3 and and maybe one of the reasons why i i had more negative feelings about it was because uh, uh, before he his friend moved, was a jerk. Well, before he moved away, we actually <laughs> fought like a fist fight. Oh, yeah, and I, uh, I, uh, and so I, and I, that kid moved away. Uh huh. Has anybody heard from this kid since? I, I, I do. Yeah. What's his name? I don't. I don't want to bring it up and have people <laughs> look into this. They don't need to be doing research into my <laughs> life. These are my matters. All right. Nobody else's. Okay. Nobody. I'm just saying it's weird. It's not that weird. It's really Sander. weird. It's not that weird. But anyway, <laughs> this kid uh, grew up across the street, uh, and uh, we ended up having a fight. And so I think maybe uh, for a long time I had kind of negative kind of connotations to the game because of the fact that he owned it and I didn't, mm-hmm. and I, he was, you know, I, we didn't get along anymore. That might be why. But uh, no, I played it at his house, and uh, uh, so I never owned it. But it was it was a fairly fun Sonic game. I enjoyed it when I was younger. Just not as much as Sonic 2. Yeah, that's fair. When did uh, you first play it, though? I, I I don't remember the first time I played it. I'm pretty sure I, I went out and rented it from uh, Entertainment Tonight. Oh, uh, Entertainment like the, Tonight. The big video store that uh, LPJ used to work at. Um, oh, really? Chops Brother, yeah. Oh, that's really? how he got all of his bootleg PlayStation games. That's I'm amazing. I'm pretty sure I went there and rented it and probably just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I can't recall the first time I played it because I've played this game so much. Yeah. Um. Well, one thing that always stood out to me was some of the music. The music is really great, and the it, like, music is probably. I'm sorry to cut you off. Is is probably the most fantastic, uh, like interesting part of the game. It is. It, I don't know a ton, and I'm hoping you can educate me a bit I hope here, so. Sander. Uh, there, there's a lot of weird rumors about the music. I, you know, I, I definitely want us to kind of set set a little bit of this straight. And I don't know if we're going to get to the bottom of it by any means. Oh but no, there's no bottom to yeah. it. <laughs> That's sort of what I figured. Uh, now, the first two games, uh, the music was done by Masato Nakamura. Masato Nakamura. That's uh, right. Who was in the J-pop band uh, Dreams Come True? Yeah. Uh, which had continued to get more and more popular. The Sonic games were getting more and more popular. And Masato's like, well, uh, you're going to have to give me some money if you want me to keep ma- you know, keep doing this because I've been doing this for decent pay, but I want more. I'm worth it. Oh, and they wouldn't pay him, so they yeah. they s- s- looked well, elsewhere. They, I, it, was, it was partially that, but it was also partial that a uh, another pop star, 
had generated some interest. Like, I really like these games. I think they're really interesting. I'd love to work on the music. So, you're Sega, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And you've got the bass player from Dreams Come True, this band sure, that nobody's yeah. heard of outside of Japan. Mm-hmm. And that the bassist is like, no, man, you got to give me more money. Well, I don't know if I want to pay more money. But at the same time, you've got Michael Jackson. <laughs> World-renowned <laughs> pop star Michael yes. Jackson. Who says, hey, I like your games. I'd love to work on the music. Oh, yeah, Are you no. going to give Masato Nakamura more money? No. Probably not. I mean, maybe he should have been because he was great. Yeah. But, you know, I, at the same time, Michael Jackson is a pop superstar. And, this is the, and keep in mind, you're working in this game 92 to 94. This Michael Jackson is arguably at the height of his powers right now. Mm-hmm. May, maybe falling off a little bit. Uh, I would say that his power started to dip a little bit in, I would say, the summer of 93. Summer of 93, yeah? Yeah. Why would you say that? When, you know, he, he had charges placed against him involving child sexual abuse yeah um but that surprisingly doesn't have much to do with uh why he's he goes uncredited oh go on yeah uh so it, it fell more on the the yamaha soundboard uh for the sega genesis yeah was not up to he didn't like the way it sounded he didn't like oh so he wasn't happy with the work that was made nope and he decided to go uncredited So there is a lot of his influence in a lot of the songs, and nobody can say for sure what songs he did or didn't write on, but there are a lot of interesting similarities in a lot of the songs. And some songs are just straight up like, holy holy crap, this is 90s pop. This sounds really cool. Like Hydrocity Zone. Yeah. Like Hydrocity Zone Act 2 is probably my favorite song in the entire game. It has an awesome, awesome uh, song to it. And it's for like the breakdown of the song. Like it starts off kind of normal, but as soon as it it has like this, like, and then it cuts into the rest of the song. And it that's so like it's so nineties. Like mm-hmm. you just you can just feel the neon colors and the lightning bolts. <laughs> uh, let me actually the, let me uh, bring it up. Uh, what what some of the other uh, what other songs really stick out for you while I pull this up? You know, it's it's sort of a weird one, and I I don't know if anyone else will agree with me, but I really enjoyed the the I uh, uh, file select song. Okay, I've it's, got something interesting about the file select song. Too. Nice. Yeah. I, it's real funky. It's kind of, yeah. you know, it's it's a little poppy. I enjoy it. All right. So I've got uh, I've got the Hydrocity Zone Act 2. And that's another cool thing about the music in this game. Uh every act has different music. So it's it's always like a it's in some in some levels it's it's a lot less obvious than others. Uh, and you can kind of really tell they went through a lot of different musical producers in this game mm-hmm. because Angel Island Act 1 and 2 are both phenomenal songs, very, very different from one another. Hydrocity Zone is are two different songs with, you know, similar elements. Marble Garden Zone is practically the same song both times. Yeah, Marble Garden Zone is probably the one zone. It might be my one of my least favorite zones in any Sonic game, honestly. It's not very memorable. Yeah, Carnival Night Zone uh, are two different songs. Yeah. Or, uh, well, it's the same song, but like slightly like they put stops in different spots and stuff like that. Um, and then Ice Cap Zone, which we talked about last yeah. uh, two weeks ago on the Rhythm of Retro. Uh, there's not enough that can be said about that. We'll probably talk about it more here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, what's the last zone I'm drawing a blank on? Oh, uh, a Launch Base Zone. Launch Base Zone. Yeah, those two songs are basically the same, but for whatever reason, the set Act 2 is like the rhythms cut out, and you just have like basically the drums. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a weird, weird thing. Like, and sometimes the rhythm comes back in. It's it's a it's a it's a kind of a weird thing. Are you sure your copy of the game just wasn't busted? No, I can. I mean, I I've listened. I listened to the soundtrack as I was doing the research for this, and it's like some of the. It's like I forget. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of catchy, 
but like it's it does it's weird to go from hydrosity zone to Mar- uh is it marble garden uh, no marble garden is uh i think ice cap zone goes uh, no it is marble garden uh, there was also a marble zone i think was what it was called just straight up marble zone in in sonic one. Oh, in sonic one yeah i i yeah what was it i think it is just mar i well, now we got to get to the bottom of this. Oh yeah, double check because the 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 first it's Sonic marble game. something. Yeah, what is it in Sonic Three? It's Marble Garden in Sonic Three. Uh, in Sonic the Hedgehog One. Yeah, what was it? It's Marble. I thought it, for some reason I always thought it was Marble Gardens. No, it's just straight up Marble Zone. Marble Zone. Oh okay. yeah, that's the that's the second level in in that. But anyway, we, we're yeah. going too far back. So, um, I pulled it up. Where'd it go? Here we go. Uh, Hydrosity Zone Act Two. Um, there's no real answer on who the uh, the composer is on this. There's a handful, probably like eight people, who uh, who worked on this one. Yeah, there was a ton that worked on the music. But uh, here, we'll I'll show you this, and I'll we'll try and make it when it gets that that moment. But you'll you'll clearly be able to hear it. So this is Act Two of Hydrosity Zone. to interrupt because this song is so good it's awesome it is an amazing song it's real poppy it's great yeah uh so yeah just there's that moment where just all of a sudden it takes a different turn like it's already still pretty active here and it's like oh this sounds a lot like how the last level was and then there's this tiny little build up and then this is like just so good neon pink lightning bolts (laughs) every other like you almost feel like you need to watch an episode of saved by the bell jump on a skateboard right it's just so good yeah it's it's awesome it's it the the music turned out really good in sonic 3 some of it well yeah there is some, <laughs> not some of it not as much that's true but it's, uh, some of them like the tracks are gems and it's funny because it makes you wonder like why didn't they just take the good people who were working on this and trim off the fat get rid of the people who weren't pulling their weight it's again i i feel like it's because they were running out of time and they had to get this game out yeah, and that's why we got Sonic Three, and then a year later, Sonic Three and or, and Knuckles, yeah, and Knuckles, yeah, uh, which gave you the rest of the rest of the levels. Um, Hydrosity. I just want to play a little bit of Hydrosity Zone Act One as well, just because it's got some really great parts to it as well. So this is Act One of Hydrosity Zone. <laughs>
pretty great. And this feels so Sonic the Hedgehog just because of how groovy the baseline is. Yeah, I think that's really, I think that's like one of the, the driving forces in Sonic music is it's just so funky. Yep. It's it's great. I, I love it. It's it's some it's probably the best music that the Sega Genesis ever pumped out was oh, for, for the sure. Sonic games. And like we like we mentioned in the previous Sonic the Hedgehog episode, is it's so weird to think of how like robots farting the rest of the Sega Genesis library music is. <laughs> yeah. And then Sonic the Hedgehog, it's like, oh, these guys knew how to use that keyboard. Why didn't the rest of you? Right, yeah. You know, you had uh, this and then like the Streets of Rage games had great yep. music, but like a lot of Sega Genesis soundtracks aren't that great. Yeah, they're not, you know, and, and the so I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the music's too good to be mad. Yeah, it's it's great. I uh... now you had uh, mentioned before uh, that you had something kind of interesting to talk about when it came to the. Uh, yeah, uh, the file select song, the, the file select. So file select, you said, is 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 your favorite song. One of them or yeah. one of your favorite yeah. tracks. I, I mean, Hydrocity Zone's great. I really like Ice Cap Zone. We talked about that, you know, on another episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoy the mellowness of the uh, file select theme. So interesting thing about the file select theme is I would always just jump in and start my my record. Yeah. I never knew that it took an extra turn. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, to me, it was always just the. And then you click on it. Yep. And that you'll like maybe repeat a little bit. I never knew that it had that extra little like. But there's more. Oh, did you know this? I don't know. Am I blindsiding you completely? You might be. So if you let the file select song in the, in with just Sonic the Hedgehog three, the cartridge in your system play for 47 minutes, it changes. That's an arbitrary number. I know. Uh, so here's a little bit of, of the file, and this is turning into Rhythm of Retro Part 2, but <laughs> you have to understand Sonic 3 is, if not, if without the music, it's a much less interesting game. It really is. Um, so here's the file select theme, um, and then I, I'll back out and I'll show you where it gets different. Okay. Oop, hang on, technical difficulties. Let me get this level back up. Here we go. And file select. It honestly wasn't until you gave me the the Sega Genesis for Uh my birthday that I knew that this was part of the song. That's funny. So from like 94 to like 2004, no idea. (laughs) And I was like, what? There's more to this song? This is nuts. So it keeps looping and looping for 47 minutes. Uh Let me... uh, Which we're going to force you all to listen to on the show. Yeah. I've uh, I've actually got a YouTube clip pulled up to that point. So we're going to hear the normal song for 10 seconds and then something changes about the song. It's still the same song, yeah. but there's another thing. And again, it's only with Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Not it, anything else. Nothing if you put it if, if you if you put it into and Knuckles, it's no longer there. It's a, we don't know if it's a weird glitch or if it was intentional or what happened. Huh. But at 47 minutes and you'll it'll you'll hear this for 10 seconds. Music changes in 10 seconds. Uh, and you'll you'll distinctly hear it. But this is the this is the title screen uh, left in for 47 minutes.
Here we go. That's so weird. It's almost like there's a cowbell that yeah. they're like ringing in the back. That's really weird. Or like it's like a, a weird and it kicks back in here. And then it's gone. It doesn't keep going? Nope. Really? Yeah. Just for one loop, and then it's back to normal. That's... Does it... If another 47 minutes goes by, does it kick back in? I don't think anybody had the patience to find out. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so it almost sounds like it was a, a weird, like, harmony channel that just, like, got erased or and suddenly kicked right back in, because it's not quite the same melody. It's off yeah. by just a little bit, but it does, it does harmonize with the song. That's so weird. Right? It had to be a glitch then, right? Uh, who knows? Huh. Uh, speaking of glitches... Oh. Um, and the glitch will be probably real interested to find this out. There are a ton of spots in this game where the the map will just betray you. <laughs> yeah. Like there are there are points like if you go too fast or if you're doing, you know, who knows what or you hit something kind of weird, you can get stuck in the level. Oh. And can't move on. That's terrible. But it's not a glitch. N- no. No, because the instruction manual specifically says Dr. Robotnik's pretty diabolical and has set traps for you. <laughs> So, but the only way to get out of them is to reset the game. What? They, they straight out? Yep. They straight up said like, yep. Sorry, dude. Wow. <laughs> so their game, they were running behind. Uh-huh. They had to. I mean, I mean they did, and the, this whole thing of getting stuck in the map is not exclusive to Sonic 3. It happened no, to me in yeah. Sonic Mania. I had to hit a spot where I was like, wait, wait what's happening? Why can't I move anymore? <laughs> <laughs> and they they straight up in the when, when the instruction manual say no that's uh that's that's just a diabolical trap set for for Sonic the Hedgehog throughout the world. They might as well have also said that Doctor Robotnik didn't bother to test this game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> what the heck? That's I mean, it's it's funny. It's really a funny kind of way to cop out and make it so that the game, you know. Like, they don't have as many people calling in, and they're like, oh, this stinks. Your game's broken. Yeah. Um, wow. Hmm. So, yeah. A couple other cool things uh, regarding the music is, uh, and this is just, sometimes some people were just like, oh, Michael Jackson wrote this. Let's see if we can find it. Yeah. And apparently, if you play Thriller over uh, Marble Garden Zone, and it's, slow, it's slowed down just a little bit, it seems to fit, which is just a, a real big stretch. Hmm. Uh, Carnival Night Zone, um, there was a song by Michael Jackson called Jam, where it had like a glass breaking sound, and that that exact glass breaking sound is the sound in uh, Carnival Night Zone. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Ice Cap Zone, we we discussed before, is the Jetsons' hard times, yeah, hard which, times. as I was listening to Sonic the 3's uh, soundtrack while I... And there, that's another interesting thing, is there is no actual soundtrack for Sonic 3. There's just game rips. They, because there were so many things with the composers, they never made an official soundtrack. Weird. Um, but anyway, um, I can't listen to Snow Cap Zone anymore, or Ice Cap Zone, without thinking of Hard Times. And most of the time, I prefer to listen to Hard Times now. <laughs> hard Times is an awesome song. Um, and the other thing, and it's made me actually appreciate this a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, the ending credits theme to, to yeah. Sonic 3. Do you remember how it goes? Not off the top of my head. Okay, so we'll play that for you here in just a second. Um, but there... In Sonic the One and Two, the the ending credits themes were 
um, medleys. Yeah, yeah. And they're brilliant. Oh, yeah, they're really good. And Sonic 3, like we said, has some pretty great music. It would have been cool to hear the same medley style. Oh, yeah, 3 doesn't do a medley, does 3 it? 3 does not do a medley. Uh, Sonic and Knuckles does. Yeah. Sonic 3 um, has this weird, and it sounds very much like the uh, launch base zone, how it has like uh, the the go, like the, you can hear the the voice lines you know, going, go, 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 go yeah. in launch base zone. The credits to um, Sonic 3 is a... It's like a weird kind of synth and like a, a kind of a, a, a fast tempoed bass, but then just a lot of synth and like basic drums. Um, and the synth follows the exact same pattern as Michael Jackson's song Strangers in Moscow. Oh, right. I've heard that Strangers in Moscow is very similar to one of the songs in Sonic 3. Yeah. So let me pull that up for us really quick. Uh, credits, Sonic 3, credits. Here we go. This is the credits for Sonic 3. So the point that you need to really kind of pay attention to, and I'll start the song uh, over again real quick, is the synth at the very beginning. Like that, just that very basic tune. So keep that in mind, and hopefully there's no ad, but here is Stranger in Moscow by Michael Jackson. We'll play just a little bit of it. Got a bit of a drum, and this is the music video version, so there's extra sound effects. So basic drums, and it's going to be extremely slow. just a slower tempo of the credits themes. It really is. Now, interesting. The, the very interesting thing is that this song was released in 1996. Quite a few years after Sonic 3. Yeah. So he just hung on to that music. Yeah. Or or even just went back to it and just was like, yeah, okay, it's my song anyway, so I'm just going to steal it. Yeah. It's interesting that what what kind of confuses me about the whole thing is the fact that, you know, Michael Jackson ended up using this uh, the credit theme over in a song of his. Yeah. But he didn't want to put his name to the music. Again, it, he didn't like the way the, the, the Sega Genesis soundboard sounded. Yeah. But the other weird thing to me is the fact that he had a Sega game. He had Moonwalker. He did. And it had his music in it on that same soundboard. Yep. That's weird, right? Yeah, just a little bit. And maybe it was just about the money, you know, back yeah. then or whatever. You know, maybe it wasn't. Maybe he might have also felt the pressures of like, I mean, because like you said, 93, he had all those other allegations coming out. Yeah. And probably had the pressure of that. And like, we got we got all this time. And who knows if he's just like, I can't handle all this at once, guys. I'm just going to say I don't like this and let's move on. That could be. Maybe it was more stress on his end that made it, you know, that he was just done. And maybe it was also the keyboard. And maybe it was the fact that Sega even wanted him to go because of all the allegations. You know, maybe it was a combination of a lot of things. 
but it's a really weird, weird situation. Yeah. So there, I mean, like I said, there has been, there's never been an official word as, as to what happened. Yeah. Uh, Jun Sinyo, who is one of the other composers who worked on the soundtrack, was asked in an interview uh, if he knew anything about Michael Jackson's involvement. And his, he replied, quote, I don't know anything about that. And then he laughs and says, yes, I do, actually. Uh-huh. And that's, I mean, that's as far as, as this note goes. And whether or not he went farther in on the on that interview, you know, it's not really been disclosed. But huh. maybe he's just like, I do, actually, but I can't talk about it. Or who that knows, you know, who knows what was going on with that. But it's it's a fascinating thing because, I mean, we know mm. all about, like, and we could go an entire episode talking about just Sonic the Hedgehog music and and where it comes from with Dreams Come True and all the yeah. the different songs like the the ending credit song just being straight up ripped off of a and not even stripped ripped off but like literally one of the Dream Come True songs was the <laughs> yeah. the ending theme to Sonic Two, but uh, it's just the so many musical uh, influences and that's again just being a, a audio student and just like all uh-huh. this stuff is so fascinating. I fell down this rabbit hole for like three hours one night. That it's it's crazy because you know for most games you know it, it, it's some guy or some girl does mm-hmm. the music a person does the music and then they get credited and that's it. Sonic Three has like a team of a ton of different people and they they don't really ever point out like who does what and it's really mysterious and you know things like that happen in the eighties you know like where where it would be like a weird code name for the composer and you know that was it yeah like the composer Junko Tamiya just went by Junko. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and and I think there was like somebody like named Milky in some yeah. old Nintendo games that did music, you know, and and that was all it was, and that was you know th- that was it. But in the '90s, that turned around. People started getting credit for their work, you know, and so it's odd that in 1994 this game came out and it was real mysterious about the music, you yeah. know. Another interesting thing, and I pointed this out for those of you who are in the Discord, uh, you've already most likely read this. But as I finish Sonic Mania, yeah. um, there's a moment in the credits where it jump, like it tells you who composed the music for, for Sonic Mania, and then it jumps back and says original music, and it mentions Green Hill Zone, it mentions uh, Oil Ocean, and what's the other uh, Chemical Plant Zone? And chemical Plant, yeah, and yeah. it gives a nod to uh, Masato Nakamura. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mention anything about the Angel Island Zone. It doesn't mention anything about the Hydrocity Zone. Yeah. It doesn't mention anything about uh, Stardust Speedway. The, uh, the also, Sega CD songs. I was like, going to say the uh, the uh, the other song we were just talking about, the load screen for uh, Sonic Three. They don't mention that. Yeah. Um, and there's there's and the one I love and this is going to jump into Sonic Mania a little bit, but there are small nods in all the songs to previous Sonic songs. Like in the file select, it's it's very similar. Um, and there's just I can't even. Th- there's a couple other songs that 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 have a lot of similarity to it, like the final boss song. It, it, there's there are a couple lines that are straight up ripped out of Sonic 3's final boss fight. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you if you keep a sharp ear and you listen to it, you can you can pick up on these subtle hints. And some of them are extremely like, is that what they're is is that actually what they're doing? Mm-hmm. And it's so cool to hear that kind of stuff. It's it, for for people who aren't real uh, for people who are listening to this who aren't huge retro gamers and they have played Sonic Mania. Uh, you know, there's a ton of music in Sonic Mania that's really really you know picked up and inspired and you know from sonic 3 and of course you know the other sonic games uh but uh but yeah no it's the music in the newest sonic game sonic mania is awesome like it's so good but to jump back to sonic 3 Mm -hmm. uh i've got some trivia questions for you yeah um what is different about the zones in sonic 1 and 2 
uh, or rather the, the zones about Sonic 3, specifically Sonic 3, uh, from every other Sonic game. For, and by, by every other Sonic game, I, I mean 1, 2, uh, we can include Sonic Mania in this if you want to, but it's kind of a cheat. Um, Sonic 3 and Sonic 3, and, or Sonic and Knuckles. What's different about the Sonic at 3 The stages? first level specifically. Well, uh, I know it cha- it like changes drastically to Act Two. It's like you know fiery not, and not stuff. The, oh yeah, Keep but going. but no. Uh, uh, but aside from that, I can't really think of anything too crazy. What is the first level in Sonic One? Uh, Green Hill Zone. What's the first level in Sonic Two? Emerald Hill Zone. What's the first level in Sonic and Knuckles? Uh, Mushroom Hill Zone. Oh, it's the hill. Yep. It's Angel it Island. It always starts zone. with hill, and this is the only game that doesn't have any zone with hill in, yeah. in any of the titles. That is weird. Yep. Yeah. It's just a random dumb thing. Um, also, do you know what color socks Knuckles wears? No, I have no idea. It depends on what you're doing. If you're playing as him, his his uh, his socks are green. But if you if you just see him as an NPC, his socks are yellow. Weird. That's because of the color palette on there. The all the information on the top right corner, top left corner, where it says like Sonic ring scores, and you know, and all your your sorry, your ring, your score, and the time uh-huh. uh, is yellow. That same shade of yellow corresponds to his his uh, socks. If they chat it green, all that stuff up there turns green too. Really? Yep. Weird. I if he, why if that he's is. a playable character, though, you can have it be yellow, or you can have it be green without any issues. Oh, that's um, so bizarre. There are five levels uh, in the multiplayer zone or the multiplayer mode, you know, where it's like you're racing. Yeah. Uh, Sonic and Knuckles or Sonic and Tails keep their original ability. So with Tails, you can fly Sonic. You can do the Insta Shield, which is one of my favorite things. I Mm -hmm. love that Insta Shield so much so that when I was playing Sonic Mania for the first time, I was like, where the hell is that thing? (laughs) (laughs) Turns out you can unlock it, but you can't use it on like an actual save file. You can only play in the non-save mode. Ah. Um, but there are five levels, mm-hmm. uh, Azure Lake Zone, Balloon Park Zone, Chrome Gadget Zone, Desert Palace Zone, and Endless Mine Zone. A, B, C, D, and E. Oh, yeah, well, I'll be danged. Yep. Um, let's see some other fun things. Oh, Marble Garden Zone is the only zone in, Mar- in, uh, in Sonic 3 to not feature any water whatsoever. Oh, yeah, there's some in Angel Island, of course, Hydrocity Zone. Is there even some in Launch Base Zone? Mm-hmm. Wow, I'll be danged. Yeah, there are, I mean, it's also just all in the background, but there are also some points where there's just water you go underneath. Uh, Carnival Night Zone, the whole, the the carnival gets flooded at a certain point and the I power remember, gets knocked out. I remember that. Uh, oh, what about, uh, oh, no, Lava Reef Zone is in Sonic Reef, Knuckles. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although Lava Reef Zone was original, like, they had programming in the game for that to be in Sonic 3. And I think there there are certain levels, I don't remember which ones, but Lava Reef is one of them that was completely in Flying Battery Zone. Oh, and two of my favorite levels. That were completely like preloaded, and when you put it Sonic 3 into and Knuckles, it, it just basically unlocks that data from oh, Sonic 3. Interesting. And the uh, uh, level select screen, there are little um, icons for Flying Battery Zone and uh, Lava Reef, but they just never got Weird. Lava Reef was one of the other ones that gets repeated in Sonic Mania. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. They, they have no mention of who did the music for it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That is weird. I really like that theme, too, Lava Reef sound. Uh, now, I have a question for you, Xander. Yeah. And this might have been discussed in an earlier episode that I wasn't involved in, but I you know, figure it, it, it bears repeating, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Robotnik Eggman. He'll always be Robotnik to me. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I've always been a purist when it comes to that stuff, and if it's the original intentions of the creator, you know, it should, you know, that's what you should follow. 
But Dr. Robotnik sounds so much cooler than Dr. Eggman. Yeah. I appreciated that they eventually kind of like almost combined them. They decided that Sonic, you know, is is kind of a jerk and calls Robotnik Eggman. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciated the the sort of nod to the American version that is like true name is uh, what is it? Ivo Robotnik. Yeah. Ivo Robotnik. Ivo Robotnik. Yeah. I, I definitely really like that because uh, that name is so cool. Yeah. I mean, and he's based off of Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, his character design. He's a real chubby uh, Teddy Roosevelt who runs well, probably as fast as Teddy Roosevelt. He was a maniac. <laughs> I mean, Teddy. I mean, Eggman runs extremely fast. Right, he outruns yeah. Sonic half the that's time. That's what I. That's what I mean. He, <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt must have been a maniac, <laughs> a, a freak. He runs so fast. Robotnik is faster than Sonic, though. Maybe it's only short bursts. Yeah, he's he's not a long distance runner no, for sure. Yeah. Cross country is not what he did in high school. No, not at all. Sprinting is what he did. Um, but yeah, I uh, with with without just kind of going through and just reading every single note. That's that's. I mean, those are some of some of the main points I had to touch on on uh, Sonic Three as far as just interesting, cool side facts. I mean, this was also the first game that introduced multiple multiple shields. Oh, like yeah. I said, you got your um, instant shield just by tapping jump again while you were jumping. You had the fire shield, which left gave you invul- invulnerability to. What they say invincibility towards uh, fire. Invulnerability worked. Yep, yeah. um, and also let you dash forward. Uh, the bubble, which gave you, you know, you never had to worry about running out of air underwater. That was always and neat. You could bounce, which I always thought was a lot of fun. What I really liked was getting uh, getting those shields when you were already supersonic, or specifically the bubble shield, because uh-huh. the bubble shield wasn't there, but you could still use the bouncing technique. But oh. you couldn't do that with the fire shield. Interesting. Yep. There's oh. also the um, lightning shield. Yeah, the lightning shield, which is another favorite. one that uh, I don't think Supersonic can do the double jump if you if he gets the shield, but the the rings are still attracted to him. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then of course your regular shield, right? Um, and the blue spears, uh, spheres. Sorry. Oh, the mini game. Yeah, I hated. I hate love that it. mini game. I'm so bad at it. Another interesting side story. Um, I remember. When you gave me that Sega Genesis and I got Sonic Three, I uh-huh. was so excited. I was like, "Yes, I got Sonic Three, and I can play this all the time now." Because it was one of the, it was the game I played the least amount of, uh, because mm-hmm. I never had owned it myself. When I finally got it, um, and I finally got to play like Sonic and, and Knuckles, I remember getting to Sandopolis Zone and hating it. <laughs> yeah, that's a nothing good level. about Sandopolis Zone. There's nothing good. The music sucks. The, I don't the mind level the sucks. music. The level's real bad. The, that's one of the only levels where you can actually time out. Right and not mean to. Right, it's 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 a crummy level. It's, it's bad game. Terrible, design. terrible design. That yeah, and that it still counts because it's Sonic Three and Knuckles. We're gonna consider it as all one game. <laughs> well, but yeah, shoot, that, I'd have been talking about a lot more. I guess we can it. we can save Sonic and Knuckles for another time. But Sandopolis Zone sucks. I can agree with that. It sucks. Yeah, it's, it does. It's the it's the oil ocean of Sonic and Knuckles. I didn't mind oil. You, well, I like the oil ocean's music. Oil ocean had decent music. But the level sucked. Let's be honest. It wasn't as good as other levels. And then Sonic Mania answered the one question no one was asking, which is how can we make this level worse? <laughs> it's by adding a fire shield so everything <laughs> lights on fire and noxious gas clouds your screen. <laughs> you know what that was? That was Sandopolis all over again. Because remember how Sandopolis, you had to like, the lights would fade and you had to find the thing to the switch. Yeah. Yeah. That's the exact same. That level sucked. I was actually replaying. Once I got all the Chaos Emeralds in Sonic Mania, I was playing through. I was like, I'll just go through all this again. I don't remember what most levels, and I got to Oil Ocean. I said, nah, I'm going to skip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to skip Oil Ocean. I, I, don't mind, I don't mind Oil Ocean too much. 
uh, it's it's to me it's certainly no Sandopolis zone. That's a rough level. Uh, it's it's almost Sandopolis zone. <laughs> uh, but what was I saying before I got stuck on Sandopolis? Um, that's a good question. That is a good question. I don't want to have to, uh, you know, end the episode and then have us listen to it a few weeks later and then continue it weeks from now. Uh, you all stay put. We're going to time jump real quick. And we're back. Blue Spheres is what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, that's right. We just did a little time traveling and uh, reminded ourselves of what we were talking about. Uh, but yeah, Blue Spheres was a lot of fun. Um, and what I was starting to say is when I got that back from you, oh yeah, uh, or when I got the Sega Genesis from you and was and I was playing it, um, there was a friend of mine who lived down the street who had a pretty cousin. Oh, and I talked to her quite as often as I could, of course. And one time, uh, she would babysit for this friend of mine. She, I mean, she was my age, but the 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 cousin my friend was the younger because i always got along with the younger kids on my block because i was too shy to talk to anybody else my age or who know i don't know i was <laughs> yeah. a weird kid i always get along with younger people i don't know what it is anyway um probably not the best thing to bring up when we're also talking about michael jackson in the same episode uh ooh. no one was thinking of that what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh so anyway uh i she got done babysitting i invited her over like we're just gonna hang out yeah um and my parents worked till late in the afternoon and it was like two or three or something like that and uh i was like i'm gonna show her how good i am at sonic the hedgehog's fears that's gonna win her heart (laughs) did it she didn't care i was like come over let's play let's like let's let's play these old video games and she had no interest she oh, well, wasn't meant to be another life that could have been nice but <laughs> i uh, i made out like a bandit you made out with her no oh i made out like a bandit in the game of life oh got a much prettier wife now who's much greater and yeah why are you giving me those eyes i don't know i just <laughs> wanted to hear a story about you making out with somebody <laughs> no <laughs> not gonna tell you those stories um, but anyway, uh-huh. it got really awkward all of a sudden. <laughs> it sure did. <laughs> uh, yeah, Blue Spheres. I loved it. I was really good at it. I was terrible at it and hated it. Um, yeah, I got really good at, at learning when to jump and skip over the red things and even like two or three at a time and like just constantly jumping past. So when some people make a mistake, they just run directly into the red. I can keep jumping and make it to the clearing on the next spot. Oh. Or sometimes I can. Sometimes my timing's a little bit off. But Well, I mean accidents happen. Hitting the little star bumpers and going backwards and running and avoiding those red things. I got really good at that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I've always been really crummy at that game. And it's weird because the, the in Sonic 1, the bonus levels to get emeralds, I was okay at. Not yep. terrible. No one was great at those. Yeah, no. Because you can't yeah. just you just can't fight that. Yeah, you really can't. You, you can kind of play around with it a bit but not really i've done it a couple times where i've gotten the chaos emeralds without using debug mode and mm-hmm. sonic one but for the most part i get them with debug mode understandably so uh, sonic 2 i was pretty good at that yeah sonic game. 2 there was never a way to cheat it yeah i was pretty good at that yep sonic 3 it what was all the, downhill with the caveat is you could not have tails behind you oh yeah no if you had tails if then- you can do that with with tails behind you kudos to you sir or madam <laughs> yeah right it was tough i don't play with tails following me ever or any character following me ever because of how just uh, how terrible that was it was pretty bad like oh sweet i almost got it until i hurt the derp i'm gonna run into the spike guys don't mind me oh you got these coins <laughs> no, they're rings, Tails. I'm going to throw these coins out. <laughs> no, Tails. Ah, ah, that's ah. the worst. Um, 
Yeah, it was uh, the Blue Spheres is probably my favorite. And when it when it was in the thing, I was like, I'm gonna get these Chaos Emeralds, no problem. And <laughs> Sonic Mania, but it was just a way to unlock other fun things. But which is okay, I guess, for you. But you know, yeah, made me a little happier. Yeah. Oh well. Sorry <laughs> that you hate Blue Spheres, but I I love it. Uh, and I think that's all I've got for Sonic Three for the yeah. moment. Without, like I said, without just going through all my pages of notes and right and i mean we can always talk about sonic and knuckles another day yeah for sure uh you know it's it's uh, it's hard to talk about one without the other but we're gonna try they kind of go hand in hand yeah. yeah uh i think we can both agree that sonic 3 is a, a a pretty fun game it's maybe not quite what we were looking for after sonic 2 yeah and that's what a lot of people uh why a lot of people gave it uh, lower ratings and why two is held in such high regards because two had so many levels. Yeah. Three just went back to six. But mm-hmm. granted, it was half of a game. The, yeah, that's the, the thing to consider, you know. And and I, I don't necessarily begrudge Sega for it. They had to k- pump it out in order to get their money and stuff and yeah. pay their people. I get it. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a fun game. The music's awesome, if not a little mysterious. Yeah, the music is by far the most interesting point. But like I said, it's, it's, it's a real tricky thing because there's only, I mean, only half of the soundtrack is outstanding and the other half is like meh yeah it's okay yeah but uh yep so that's gonna wrap it up for sonic the hedgehog 3 for now uh we will next jump into our retro relapse jones in for a classic game it's time for retro relapse on the legend of retro podcast retro relapse so retro relapse, we got to play uh, rock and roll racing. Rock and roll racing for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. And I picked this because it just sounded dumb. And then when I looked at the cover, it's like uh, featuring music like "Paranoid" by Black Sabbath and uh, "Bad to the Bone" or no, uh, "Born to Be Wild" Born by Steppenwolf. Yep. And I was like. Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. Like, let's see how bad this translates. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah, you were. It was pretty amazing. It was like RC Pro Am on the Super Nintendo with an awesome soundtrack. Amazing soundtrack. So the game came out on June fourth, nineteen ninety three. So pretty fairly early in the Super Nintendo's uh, mm-hmm. life. And it, like you said, it's a, it's a racing game. Uh, it's like uh, what'd you say, Pro Am? Yeah, RC Pro Am. RC Pro Am, which is an old rare game for NES. Mm-hmm. And then not rare as in you can't find it, but rare by like the company rare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, interesting uh, thing to note is this game was also made by uh, a pretty prominent company. Interplay. Yep. And Silicon and Synapse. Silicon and Synapse. Those old so-and-sos. Don't, you don't need to pretend like you know who Silicon and Synapse is, Sander. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I haven't seen them in a long time, but, you know, they make all those really good games like... World of Warcraft. Overwatch. <laughs> they're, bliz- they're Blizzard. <laughs> yep. Silicon and Synapse turned into Blizzard. Uh, they started with uh, Rock and Roll Racing and like the Lost Vikings. Yep. And eventually they turned into Blizzard, which is the juggernaut it is today. Yep. Maybe they'd be doing a little better if they just kept making Rock and Roll Racing I hope I'm like... So, I mean, the, and there's an announcer in the game that doesn't sound muffled and garbage. Oh, yeah. No, a lot of spoken word in old video game systems like Sega and Super Nintendo. Why from your grave? Yeah, it's terrible. It's They're usually bad. This guy's clear. Yeah. Sounds good. It's it's great. Cut the path. Cut <laughs> the path. Sorry. Sorry. I, can't, I can't do old video game talking without doing Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel. 
Yeah, the announcer is like like every so often in the tracks, he'll like uh, announce where your placing is. Yep. And so, uh, what was your character's name? Uh, Snake. Snake. He's like, Snake takes the lead. Yeah. Snake is dominating. And then uh, when you finish the race, it's like, Snake came in first place. Viper came in, uh, came closely behind in second. Viper, uh, and what was it? I think it was like Shred. Shred, Shred yeah. was in a weak third place. And then the, whoever the last guy, this guy was in another time zone. <laughs> it's so great. It's so cheesy. And it, we played on we played on rookie, mm-hmm. so there it, it gets harder. Oh, we, yeah, had, yeah. we didn't have that hard of a time going through. Rookie was pretty simple. It, it was fun, but it was it was pretty easy. And there's an interesting shop uh, set up to it where you can upgrade your cars, you can buy new cars, mm-hmm. um, and you just keep going. Like yeah. it doesn't seem like there's anything to it other than just rock and roll racing. It's a racing game with. Awesome music. Yeah, I'm really hoping that the different difficulties have different songs. Otherwise, it's gonna. It's kind of a, especially in consideration of of games like Earthbound, where you've got like an insanely sized soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, but then again, they're also trying to get like licensing and all that. But there was yeah. uh, there was Paranoid's uh, or Black Sabbath's Paranoid, mm-hmm. uh, Deep Purple's Highway Star, yeah. Steppenwolf's Born to Be Wild, George Thorogood's Bad to the Bone, I believe. It might have been in there. I don't remember offhand. No, that one wasn't. Um, what other songs were in there? Uh, the theme to uh, Peter Gunn, or uh, I can't remember the do 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 do. I always think of it as a uh, Spy Hunter, the old NES game. Oh, which just basically ripped that that song off. That does sound pretty. Fast. I'm going to see if I can if I can find the soundtrack here. You uh, you talk about your 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 playing it. What you thought of it. Yeah, the controls were solid. I uh, I felt like the uh, you know when you're controlling your uh, your little you know race car, uh, it's it, you know it it feels great. You know it, it plays wonderfully. the The graphics are nice and bright. the The track themselves, you know, the track and race itself is a little on the lackluster side. It's a little simple, but uh, but no, the the colors pop out of the different you know racing cars. And I was right. Born to be wild. Born to be wild. Yeah, well, I'll be danged. Uh, and the Peter Gunn theme. Uh, sorry, so you can finish your thought, and then we'll we'll listen to we'll sample some of the tracks. Oh yeah, uh, but no, I was just gonna say the the game controls great. It looks great. Yeah, it sounds great. Honestly, it yeah the controls were were spot on. I never oh, felt yeah. like uh, like when I go back and play Mario Kart, I'm like oh these controls are really rough. But this, I was like I felt like I was Tokyo drifting all over the place. It was awesome. It was the controls were solid. Yeah, Rock and Roll Racing is a, a awesome racing game. It's definitely got to be in the top the list of top racing games. Maybe even just top Super Nintendo games. It's good. Yeah, it was surprised. Like for just me thinking this is going to be a dumb thing we're going to laugh at, <laughs> I was really surprised. Don't you have egg on your face? I know. Um, so there's there's five tracks on the soundtrack at least that I'm able to pull up. Uh, we have George Thorogood's Born to Be or uh, uh, Steppenwolf's Born to Be Wild. I keep getting those two mixed up. <laughs> Uh, but here is Born to be Wild. Let me get the music ready. Here we go. Not bad for SNES cover. No, not at all. It sounds good. It's a very impressive. <laughs> The, I, I mean, we we talked about how you know uh, Sega had kind of a difficulty with their soundboard. You know, like Michael Jackson, you know, felt it was lacking, and you know, very few games were able to pull out the magic that the Sega could offer when it came to music. 
But I think this is like a soundtrack where it really shows like, yeah, Super Nintendo was dominating when it came to music. Yep. Uh, so we'll jump back. Uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath. The green flag has been dropped. <laughs> like the announcers going through it, like just saying stuff like that the entire time. But it, it was great. And it, it did, sounds good. A lot of voices in video games, like Navi from you know Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, are real obnoxious. You know, you get sick and tired of it real quick. But his voice was good. Like it wasn't bad voice acting. It didn't sound like you said garbled or anything or like messy. It was great. like the uh, like, I mean it's not like you can't tell this is a video game version of a song but I feel like if you challenge somebody and you're like hey what system is this for I don't know if they would have guessed as old as Super Nintendo I feel like you you could you know be like ah oh, maybe PlayStation yeah you know I feel like that's like like really advanced they sound like early ringtones kind of yeah they do honestly they sound better than most ringtones I hear on the street yeah like infinitely better. Part of the fun for me playing this game was hearing the song start up like, oh man, what song is this? Right? And if it weren't for the original rock band, I wouldn't have known what this was. And what is this? This is Highway Star by Deep Purple. Nobody gonna take my car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ian... This guy's name. Huh? The lead singer of Deep Purple is Ian something. I want to say Ian... No, Ian McKellen's an actor. Oh, yeah, he is. Hang on. (laughs) Listen to the sultry sounds of SNES Deep Purple. Ian Gellin is what I think. I think that's what it is. Ian Gellin? Let's see... Am I the genius? Ian Gillen. Yep. Ian Gillen. You know you should know that name. Ian Gillen? Yep. Why? The singer for Deep Purple. Oh, because he's he's famous for another video game song. Is he? He is. What other video game song? Let's see if I can find it. And while I try to find it, let me get you the next uh, the next track. Bad to the Bone, uh, George Thorogood. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Now, as an aside, as we listen to the music, I uh, I do want to mention that the uh, apparently there was a Sega Genesis version. Oh god, I can't imagine how that sounded. It, apparently, the music did not turn out as good, and the, uh, the even the uh, voice acting from the uh, a narrator is real kind of crummy. It, that got a lot of flack for the Sega Genesis version. 
All right. So let me play the uh, the last song from the soundtrack of Rock and Roll Racing. This is the Peter Gunn theme. I remember thinking, what is this song? And then just clicked in. I was like, oh, it's Peter Gunn. Yeah. This is one of the first songs I learned to play on bass because it's just very simple. Oh, yeah. But it was like, if I'm not mis- I don't know what the history of this song is, but it sounds like just a spy, a spy song. Yeah, it does. It really does. All right, so Ian Gillen. You ready for it? Yeah. This is where you know Ian Gillen from. He did this? He is the singer for Eternity from Blue Dragon. Wow! Let's just listen to this for a second. Man, they should have never shown me how this soundboard works for music. <laughs> <laughs> so, for our list, uh, listeners, uh, Blue Dragon is an RPG on the Xbox 360, yep. right? Done by the Dream Team. So it falls just out of our range. Yeah, but- it, it's something we probably won't get to talk about, you know, at least not for a while. Uh, but uh, it, it's... Uh, a light shining from my heart, memory of forgotten love, raised by- So good. It's an <laughs> awesome song. I didn't know that this guy did that. Yep, this is the lead singer of Deep Purple. Wow. It's so over the top. And it just plays over and over during all the boss fights. Even so when good. you have to fight five bosses in a row, you hear this song five times in a row. Yes. Uh, so good. Sorry, anyways, you were saying about Blue Dragon and how great it is. Oh, uh, long story short, yeah, it's a great RPG with uh, uh, you know great soundtrack. Awesome art, mm-hmm. a decent story, right? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it gets you in the in the heart heartstrings pretty good. Towards especially on the third disc, I think it gets hmm. you real real good. Yeah, I uh, I actually never ended up finishing Blue Dragon. Uh, that's a, that's a misfortune. Well, I also don't own an, own a three sixty anymore. Uh, well, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we went way too long on that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what happens roll. when you get us talking about video game music. Though. It yeah. really is. Uh, as you guys heard the last on the rhythm of retro, which uh, we'll do again soon, I promise. Especially since obviously we can't not talk about video games without talking about music. Oh yeah, it always goes hand in hand with us. Um, but so yeah, rock and roll racing eight bit scale. What would you give it? Seven or an eight? An eight? Wow. I was gonna say six. six? I mean, it was really good. If, I, I think if you, but it felt limited. That was my only thing. Oh, that's true. We didn't play it that much. From what I played, I would say probably about a seven. It's and not if, a perfect game. And if that was the whole soundtrack, I mean, it's good. It sounds it great. Short, I'm not going to be mad at it. It is really short. That's true. So I, I guess we maybe, played we played eight eight races. About yeah. And I feel like they started to repeat themselves. Yeah. So so if 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 later on there are again we only played on rookie mode. So who knows if the if the other difficulties ramp um, it up. Yeah, ramp it up or you know. Who knows? But uh, based on what I played, I'd say it's a six out of eight. It's really good. I could see a that. lot of fun. I could have kept playing it, but we got typing of the dead, which we talked about last time. Which uh, is more important, right? Uh, but yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. So definitely, yeah. definitely recommend checking it out. Oh yeah, if you're into retro gaming and yeah, have a Super Nintendo, definitely look up Rock and Roll Racing. Yep. Uh, so we're gonna move on to our RPG protagonist battle. 
We are in round two, uh, match two of round two. Uh, last week was Dart versus Gino, and at the time of recording, uh, we don't know what that is because that's not gone up. Yeah, we'll uh, get to that soon. This time, though. Who do we have, Sander? This is inter- This is a fun setup now because I have the entire bracket in front of me. Nobody uh-huh. else can see this but me. This is going to be a hard one. Oh, it's yeah. going to be really hard, especially for you. Yeah? Yeah. Who is it? Will from Illusion of Gaia. Oh, man. And Frog. Oh. Now, the last time Frog was in a fight was with Yang from Final Fantasy. And that's rough. That's a hard, that's a hard choice. Yeah. I really, really like tell, Will. Can you tell us about Will? Tell us about it, because you know it way better than I do. And unfortunately, when we when it came time to meet for me and Chops to talk about Will, I had an entire brain fart. I couldn't think of much about him. I remember he turns into Freedan the Dark Knight. Yeah. Or the uh, the Paladin. Yeah, Freedan the Dark Knight. Yeah. The Dark Knight. And then um, Shadow. Shadow. Which is like a weird alien being. And yeah. Like, you know, has tons of different weird powers. So yeah. for the uninitiated, tell us a little bit more about um, Illusion of Gaia and Will. Absolutely. Illusion of Gaia is a uh, like a adventure game uh, with a little bit of RPG elements. Yeah, action RPG, I yeah, would action say. RPG. Uh, fairly similar to like Legend of Zelda. You go through dungeons, you fight monsters, you know, solve puzzles, etc. But uh, Will himself is, I always thought, was kind of an interesting character. He... Uh, uh, grew up in this port town called South Cape. His dad was an explorer. Uh, his name was Ullman, who went missing. And he just sort of vanishes. And then you end up finding out that your dad was, like, kind of traveling all over the world. And he, like, you know, went to all these ruins. And apparently he, like, kind of took you along. And then you you sort of lost your memories of them because you were, like, too young and maybe something happened. Uh, but you, like, you know... You 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 know that you were taken to all these different you know places and all the dungeons, not all I guess, but a majority of them are actually kind of based in the real world. Mm-hmm. You have like uh, the Great Wall of China. Yeah. Uh, you have Angkor Wat, mm-hmm. uh, which is in Thailand, I believe, in real life. Uh, and then you have like the final dungeon is like the Tower of Babel, you know, which is set in you know yeah. real life mythology. I. <clears throat> uh, and uh, but so Will goes on this quest to like try to find his father and ends up getting wrapped up in this weird mystery involving this like comet that's kind of crash into Earth and destroy it. And he, you have to stop it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Will was always interesting to me. There's like a romance in the story with him and uh, a couple of girls. And, you know, he ends up falling for one of them. Uh, you know, there's uh, a lot of really cool story moments with Will, which I think in a lot of games that at that time you didn't really get. You know, so mm-hmm. it's he was definitely a cool character. Illusion of Gaia is probably one of my favorite video games of all time. There you go. Um, and Frog from Chrono Trigger as a, a kind of a brief look back on him. Uh, you find him in the Middle Ages. He's sworn uh, a vengeance to Magus. Yep. Uh, who killed one of the famous knights, Cyrus. Uh-huh. Um, also his do- best friend. We don't know that. Frog and Cyrus? Yeah, we don't know that. I Yeah, you're right. We really don't. Yeah, we, we just know... I mean, they say a little bit like, oh, he, I fought alongside him. We don't know any, you know, what the, the history is, but Frog is, is sworn to, to find Magus, who unfortunately lost in round one of our RPG protagonist battle. That's a shame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Magus is really cool. Yeah, but he is, he's literally a frog. Yeah, he's an anthropomorphic frog. Yep. And uh, he speaks in old English, mm-hmm. these and thous and all that. Yep. Uh, very eccentric and odd kind of character. Uh, 
but a very strong teammate and one of the one of the best characters in Chrono Trigger. I mean, yeah. that, and that's saying something in Chrono Trigger because all the characters are they're awesome. all great. Yeah, there, yep. there's not a bad character in that game. Nope, not even a little bit. Nope. Um, and I kicked my headphones out again because <laughs> I'm a dummy. <laughs> uh, but uh, yep. Yeah, so that's our RPG protagonist battle round two, match two. Will from Illusion of Gaia versus Frog from Chrono Trigger. So jump in the uh, Legend of Retro Facebook group page, send us an invite, or not an invite, but a request to join if you haven't already. Again, we do that just to keep the robots out, um, and you can jump in and influence the show, because we're eventually going to do episodes uh, with your questions that we'll take from Facebook, or even yep. from Discord. Um, so if you aren't already a patron on uh, Patreon for Motor City Gaming, you're doing everything wrong, and not letting us play Typing of the Dead. Please let us play Typing of the Dead as a job. I'd love to make a living out of playing Typing of the Dead. It's a true story. Uh, but that'll wrap up this episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can catch us every single Thursday, usually about 9 a.m. We drop the episodes 9 a.m. Best uh, day of the week. Michigan time, whatever Eastern. that is. Eastern, yeah. There you go. That's fancy word. <laughs> whatever. I don't know. But, uh, yep, yeah, so... Uh, We will catch you next time when the legend continues.